All right, Selena, I think we might be kicking a hornet's nest today, but you what's know, new? Sometimes the nest needs to be kicked. Sometimes, right? And, yes. And although uh, our culture has its golden calves, sometimes that golden calf needs to be cast in the flames. Okay, but my question is. Should you wear yoga pants while you're casting, kicking the hornet's <laughs> nest or casting the idol into the fire? This is the question. We will answer this on the other side. You know, I'm laughing because I am picturing Aaron and the Israelites wearing yoga pants. <laughs> That's funny. I was not thinking Actually, that. Actually, would have it would have been Moses wearing yoga pants if he's you know, casting them into the fire. They just didn't have that type of material yet. I don't think. <laughs> just kidding. No, no mixed fabrics, right? No mixed fabrics. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, you, you can probably guess what nest we're going to be kicking today, based on the title, <laughs> based on the material so far. <laughs> So all I ask is you stick with us and you do so with an inclination, orientation, a prioritization of truth, right? Yeah. Truth matters. Truth matters more than our culture would have you believe. Truth matters more than our desires and our feelings. Yeah. We must be conformed to the truth. Uh, we don't try to find truth to make us feel better about the things we already want. Instead, we let truth bear its weight on us. So, Well, and in turn, when truth does bear its weight on us and we do step into mm. obedience rather than disobedience, there's blessing, there's promises, there's fruitfulness, there's all of that good stuff. So I would yeah, argue so it's better. Go. And if you don't know who we are, I'm Selena. This is my handsome mm, husband, mm, Ryan thank Frederick. You. Thank you. Needed that boost. Yes. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough couple of days just to, yeah. to be really candid in front of our listeners and viewers. So uh, pray for us. <laughs> yeah, please pray for us. We know, okay, we know God is good. We're trusting him. We're running to him. Yeah, I him. don't think anybody's But the But that. it's very hard sometimes. Well, I'll just say there, it takes, is this right? It takes more faith <laughs> at times. It always takes faith, but sometimes it feels like it takes more faith. <laughs> Just some 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 growing. There's, there's a lot some of family stuff going on. Yeah. And all, just anyway. So just pray for us, and if you want yeah. to support us in any way, join join the, <laughs> join the fierce fellowship. Sorry, I got really excited it's about okay. that. Okay, yeah. Join the fierce fellowship. You it, can pray for us even if you're not in the fierce fellowship. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> but if you want to join us yeah. and partner with us, go to fiercemarriage.com/partner. There it is. But fierce marriage is all one word. There's not a big space Sorry. between the two words. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's the way to get there. We'd, we'd love that. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. This is where we get some of our questions as well, uh, which today we do have a, a question from a husband, a uh, legitimate question. Awesome. This is where we get the yoga pant question. Okay. It's awesome. So I'm going to have you read it. All right. Cause you're the husband. This comes from Anon <laughs> and I've missed you buddy. <laughs> okay. It says my wife is a CrossFit coach and athlete. I feel the clothes she wears at the gym are too revealing. She disagrees. She says they're normal for that activity. In fairness, she's dressed like most of the other women, and the clothes are what she is comfortable in. I told her I feel disrespected that she dresses like that in front of other men. She asked if I really feel she's being immodest or if I'm just jealous. I do feel jealous, and I'm unsure if the way she dresses is wrong or if I'm just dealing with my own insecurity. How can I determine what's right apart from my own feelings? <laughs> so there's a lot going on. And I think you have to be careful with tone. Like we're taking some liberties with tone, but he could just be like, yeah, she disagrees. And, you know, maybe I feel disrespected and she is asking right. questions. Right. Or it could be, 
you know, well, you also have a little to, more malicious intent. <laughs> so this husband took time <laughs> to write to it. write this in, yeah. and to he crafted a very well written paragraph. He did. You'd be he surprised did. some of the paragraphs we get um, <laughs> in terms of <laughs> clarity. <laughs> clarity. This one is very clear, and right. so that tells me, yeah, this. I think it could perhaps be even a bigger issue than this would have us believe. Yeah. In this husband's heart and mind. Yeah. So Maybe they're just justice. scratching the surface here of some some yeah. deeper heart issues, some heart motivations, uh, so, heart orientations. Absolutely. And a, the big kind of underlying question here, because he asked, he says, I'm unsure if the way she dresses is wrong. Right. So what is right and wrong? Right. In terms of how we present ourselves, how we, as the to use biblical language, in terms of how we adorn ourselves. Yeah. And to what end? Right. Well, you're as a Christian, you are either attracting attention to ourselves uh, or to God. Right. Mm. Like there's we are either adorning ourselves, as you say, in ways that uh, show our adoration for our father, you know, uh, knowing our place as as children of God. And this is the standard in which we dress for these reasons, which we'll lay out in scripture here but it's scripture is not like it it does say dress these ways but it's it's for a deeper reason it is for the protection of the heart uh and the the eyes i think Mm. of men and women right other believers because how i dress is going to affect uh other people well and it says something about you and you've said that but that's yeah we get into what paul wrote to timothy and yes peter wrote to the early church right uh but yeah there's these deeper questions of what is how I adorn myself? Yeah, what is that governing? saying about not yeah. just me, but my God? Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and so we're held accountable for that. What comes to mind when you were talking was John the Baptist in the, in John one, it says, you know, and the light was coming into the world. Mm. The world did not overcome it, did not understand it. Mm. This was, that was Christ. Yeah. And then it said on the scene appeared a man, right. I'm using kind of paraphrase language, uh, John. John the Baptist. And he said, behold, you know, I am not the light, but instead I've come to testify about the light. Yes. So he was making a very clear point that what he was there to do was a testimony of, of the one shining through him. Mm-hmm. Now we're not all John the Baptist, literally, of no. course. And he, only he got to be that person in history, but in a very similar way, we are to be lights under the world, yeah. a salt, a light into the darkness. Uh, and that light is not our own. Yeah. It is a light that is shining through us <laughs> yeah. and from a source that is not us. It's interesting you bring up John the Baptist. He, his, his attire was noted, <laughs> I it think, was in noted. the Bible, and which is interesting. Yes. He, it, and he, for what, what, what he ate. dressed in like camel hair yeah, or something? Yeah, and he yeah. ate locusts, right? And so and there honey. was- And honey. And honey, sorry. And there's something, <laughs> something to be said. So- the husband's question, you know, what is right and wrong? You know, am I just feeling insecure? Is that wrong to feel insecure and jealous hmm. uh, as a husband towards his wife? Um, and, you know, I think we'll go, we'll get through some of that in just a minute, but I think let's take a minute to look at scripture and uh, reflect on what, how the Bible would govern hmm. us in this situation. So first Timothy two, eight through 10, you want to read that? Sure. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that the women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Right. And let's read First Peter 3, 1 through 4, yeah. and then we'll go back and talk it about it. It affirms that. Yeah. yeah. 
You want, you want to read that one? Sure. Uh, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external and the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold, jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So we're seeing some similar themes here, some struggles right. that women deal with maybe it's not as even a struggle it's just when women of that time they were even today women are adorned like women are the glory of man like they're they're made beautiful mm. they're they're the beauty and the delight that that is brought into the home like a woman should be beautiful right like and i mean that yeah. not just like externally so there's this con there's this tension of he's saying like don't let your adorning you know it's not a it's not a it's not literal is what i'm saying you know, it was a sign of wealth. It was a sign of uh, prosperity He's for not women to talking have. Talking about the braiding of the hair itself. Right. He's talking about what the hair braided represents. Yes. What is it reflecting? A certain level of wealth, a certain level of status. Right. And you said it's just strictly it's a status symbol. It's like wearing a Rolex or driving a Maserati or whatever. Right. It's a status symbol. Right. Um, real quickly, boom, baby. baby. <laughs> so if you're watching, uh, a baby just appeared. Uh, we try to get this fit in during her nap, but her naps are... Sometimes they wake yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes kids wake up and you can't just power through. So here we are. Um, I wanted to address this in this First Timothy passage is he's talking about the heart issue like you've talked about. He's talking about um, what is proper for women who, what, who profess godliness. But one mm -hmm. of the big questions that people ra raise is that this was just the context, right? Mm -hmm. This was specific to... Paul talking to Timothy for Timothy's specific context. It shouldn't apply literally. Now, the reason I bring that up is because this is also where Paul talks about women should not preach. Women should not, you know, should, there's all yeah, these other. Yeah, further on down the passage. And so the question is, is this universal or is it contextual? Now there's clues in the text that tell us that it is universal, that we can look at what Paul's saying and say, it applies through all Christians through all time. Yeah. It's not just something that is for Timothy and his congregation there. He says, I desire then that every place, so immediately, we're not just at Timothy's church, we're okay. at every place, that men should pray. Now think about if we said that's contextual. Well, men should only pray, but men should pray, but that's only what Paul was saying to Timothy for his men. Mm. Right? Men shouldn't really, now of course we have other passages that tell us to pray, so that would be a pretty weak argument to make, but you start to see how ridiculous that sounds. Mention pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. And then this tricky word, likewise, or in this way, that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel. So I just want to dispel that lie that this is strictly about braided hair, gold, pearls, costly attire in Timothy's church. Right. Okay, so it's, 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 it's about the heart behind the braided hair, and it's also about Timothy's church, but it's also about all churches. Yes, and I think it's the reflection yeah. of the heart. Right. So, yeah. And, and we see this affirmed in first Peter, like we just read, like clearly there is a struggle yeah. with appearance and what sort of message Christian women, godly women should be sending, uh, to those outside of her marriage and outside of her mm -hmm. home. Uh, you know, the, the Christian life, I mean, it's a, it should be a pouring out of what is already happening, what the Lord is already doing from on the inside. Right. And so it, it, the Bible outlines that the Lord values and treasures what he values and treasures in godly women, like the hidden person of their heart, the soul mm -hmm. of the woman, this imperishable beauty is a gentle and quiet spirit. Um, these are precious to the Lord. So are they precious to me? They should be. 
but are they? And if they're not, how do I get to that place of they, them being those things? Um, also things like submission and respect and modesty. Like we're going to talk about that. Ephesians five, everyone knows it. Like the Bible is very clear in mm. its commandments and its teachings about marriage roles, covenant, how to love one another selflessly, how to give yeah. oneself up for the other. Um, the whole Christian life is one of submission, right? First to God. And then for the wife, it's submission to her own husband uh, because it's in that submission where fruitfulness is born, where, where the, the purpose of marriage like comes full circle and is, is complete. Like Mm. without submission, we don't have fruitfulness without submission. We don't have um, headship. We don't have, uh, this beautiful covenant that God created. And so Ephesians five outlines submission of a wife to her own husband. Uh, she's to respect her husband. Right. And the husband though is to love his wife. So what does this have to do with yoga pants, modesty, <laughs> CrossFit? And well, a modesty, who feels jealous, jealous modesty has to do with respect for yourself, yep. for others. Um, and this, for the sake of this conversation for her husband, um, what you wear communicates things, whether you are aware of it or not. And I think as Christians, as Christians, we should be aware Mm. of the messages of what we're communicating clearly, right? We shouldn't be overly concerned with, with our out, our external wear, but we should be more concerned with the things of the heart, which is what I think Peter and the book, the verses in Peter and Titus are getting at. Titus were getting at. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Does this some something that you think women are uniquely challenged with meaning the adorning being external. No, because I think like you, like we talked about, like there's different reasons for why we adorn ourselves, right? Like one of them for, it could be for men too. Are you dressing in a certain way to draw attention to yourself? Are you trying to feel superior to others uh, in how you dress? Are you trying to uh, get jealousy or incite lust? Or are you, are you just, are you dressing the way you're dressing out of idolatry? Like what are the things that you're, you're worshiping? Yeah. So we have to check our, check our hearts and maybe even change our clothes because they should, what we wear should communicate and demonstrate our understanding and our Mm. affections for the Lord. Right. And that's so huge because if, if you hear this podcast and you just hear, man, Fredericks are a bunch of legalists. They say I need to change my clothes. uh, Otherwise I'm not loving the Lord. Right. If you hear that. (laughs) You have not heard it right. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking, okay, so I'm thinking about, so I uh, have started upping my game on on Sunday mornings. Yes. Like I'm not just wearing t-shirts and jeans. I'm trying to wear, I, I've got, I found a great shop that does these wool suits that are. Going to be really hot in summer. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I've heard that it could go either way. But anyway. Uh, and so, but I'm like. As I'm doing that, I could see how if, if that got out of hand mm-hmm. and someone said, you know what, you're doing that out of legalism, you're doing that out of pride, you're doing that out of wanting to adorn your, you know, external man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now we, if, if, if my orientation is toward the Lord, God, I only want to honor you with what I wear. I only want to have a heart that is aligned with you with what I wear. Right. Uh, that's going to mean that I need to be in God's word. I need to understand what the heart of his word is, not right. just. Well, and, mm-hmm. and so I could take that two ways. I could say, I'm going to reject that. I'm going to do what I want. I don't believe it. Or I could humbly submit myself to it and say, is that true? 
and mm. actually look inward and say, is this true? Lord, help me. Yeah. Am I doing this out of pride? Search me and Am know I me. Do- sure, yeah. Yeah. Show me why I'm doing this because yeah. I want to make sure my motivation is honoring to you. Yes. Now, that sounds all fine and good while I'm talking about a guy wearing a suit on a Sunday. Right. Now, talk a to the girl woman wearing, wearing yoga, yoga pants, pants the on a Monday afternoon. Right. Right. Uh, are you willing to put those yoga pants on the altar and say, Lord, search my heart? Yeah. Yeah. Because if we're defensive and we're already saying, you know, well, it's comfortable, it's functional, everybody wears it. Or it's not my job to to keep guys' eyes right. from looking. Yeah. That's what you hear. Yeah. That, and uh, I would I would disagree with that. I think that <laughs> yes, women have been given a beautiful body that has that men want to look like God has wired us in these ways. Hmm. And so yes, I believe that women do have a a bit of a responsibility to steward their bodies well, to dress modestly and respectfully. Um, and you can discern wife, what that means. It doesn't always mean a floor length dress, right. Or something there, head coverings or anything like you need to discern what that means, but showing off the goods to everyone just cause everyone else is doing it and it's more functional are hmm. not going to stand before the Lord, uh, and his word. They're not going to be in it, the exception. Right. And that's right. That shoots right to the core of this question the husband's writing in and the wife's response, meaning that, okay, both of you, are you trying to have reverence for God and Mm -hmm. obedience toward God and bring glory to Christ's name? Yeah. With your, this question, with two others that when you go to the gym to each other in your covenant. And if, if you, so if you say that has to be my first motivation, that's going to drive how you respond to Mm -hmm. this. Because if that question is off on the side somewhere and yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But really, like, it's, yeah. no, no one cares. You're just being a prude or you're being jealous. Mm. Really, it doesn't. No, like, bring the question to the front. Say, am I trying to honor the Lord with this area yeah. of my life? Um, and I think it, it becomes really hard to make a case for all of the typical reasons why people would justify yeah. this. Yeah. Now, like we said at the at, at the outset, this absolutely is a golden calf in our in yeah, our society. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, I expect to get backlash. I expect the YouTube comments. I expect the bad, you know, ratings, whatever, because people think that they, they can't think categorically. They right. want to think you're just trying to be legalistic. Um, I want to read this passage that you've, that you've got on got questions at the core of dressing. Modesty is reverence for God rather than seek to garner attention through appearance. Godly women are to seek to glorify God. Of course, the same principle also applies to men. Both women and men are called to honor God in all aspects of their lives, including in how they dress. Yes. Yes. So, you know, we're looking at how does, how, how does how we dress affect our spouse, like our husband? And then how does it affect others, believer or unbeliever, right? Because how you dress is going to communicate. It is a testament to what you believe. So is, are you wife aware of your, how your choice of apparel affects others? Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 33 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, Mm. whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. Again, you are not Christ or salvation, but you Mm. are a reflection of him. And he's, you have, you are covered by his blood. And so are you living in a way in every little choice and decision that you make? that reflects the goodness and the glory of God. Again, it's, we're trying to lift our eyes to the eternal, right? We're trying to, do you, sorry, you're totally right. Do you in any, so you wrote the rundown for this episode. 
what are the solutions? Because you had mentioned a few times, it doesn't mean you have to wear like floor length skirts or X, right, Y, or Z. I, <laughs> what is, so where yeah, would we draw I, the line in our day and age if, if a wife is saying, yeah, you're right. You know, maybe I should <clears throat> talk, think about this. Yeah. I, I mean, you can look anywhere you shop for clothing. Well, almost anywhere, but if you type in, you know, even modest workout wear, active wear. I mean, I have shirts that go, that cover you, you know, down the rear end and they're comfortable, they're functional. Like I can do everything that I could do, uh, even without a shirt that's a bit longer than that. I mean, some people, I've also had friends who are CrossFitters and they, they'll wear their pants, but they'll wear shorts like over the pants. Like so soccer it's, shorts or something. Yeah. Something that is, yeah. you know, I, I get chafing. Like I get that whole, like you, you want functional, you want to be able to focus on what you're doing and not how you're feeling in your clothing. Right. But yeah. I want to also bless my husband and bless my Lord ultimately in how I dress, you know, the words that come out of my mouth, everything that I do, I want it to be a reflection of the Lord. And so there, you can look up active wear that is more modest. I'm, there are more and more companies that are putting that type of active wear out there. Um, yeah, yeah you could Google anything like that. If you're really also, you, concerned about that, you, um, you'll oftentimes just throw around the house. You're, you're comfortable around the house. You're not worried about this issue at the house. Right. And, and you'll throw uh, a sweatshirt around your waist. Yeah. I'll just tie a sweatshirt around my waist. If I, the mailman comes yeah, or you need to go outside comes. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I own yoga pants. So there internet, just have a heyday and fire. Okay, go, on just that go. Note, <laughs> on that note, not all quote yoga pants, which yoga, that's a whole different issue. Equal, right. They're not all considered equal. The some of them are wear, yeah. intense. Yeah. Have Very we form about fitting. That We've recorded well, this I don't know twice. that we should. I don't know that we should get too far into that. But yes, we're all aware of how tight. Oh my goodness! It doesn't look and like form some, fitting. They are yes. It, yes. They're yes. It doesn't even look like pants sometimes. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, that's that to me is like why would yes. you unless you're trying to elicit some sort of right. re reaction. So in a man or otherwise. Yes. So the goal, I think, uh, uh, to answer you know this husband's question, I we said that. I think that there is a healthy level of jealousy that a, a husband can have for his wife to not share her body with other men in Fully. any way, shape or form. And so there's a healthy level of jealousy saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. I feel disrespected to me. If he says disrespected like that trumps anything else because he mm. doesn't ever say that because we have worked hard to get to this position and the Lord has been gracious and opening our eyes to what's what's honoring to one another. How can we be selfless and love one another? But the fact that the husband is saying like he does feel jealous, I think that's okay. Right. Does it determine whether the, what she's wearing is right or wrong? Um, I think partially yes. And maybe he is insecure, but what does that matter? If, if it's his, if they're in a marriage together, she is his wife. She, he said, Hey, I feel disrespected. I feel like this is too revealing. Um, can we talk about, options for not doing this right. because it's, it, it's clearly not about the clothing, but it's about the clothing, right? Like, well, yeah, the clothing or it, it's precipitating the problem. Well, and, and so she's, the question she's is, just, yeah, is his, uh, is his jealousy, we're going to use the word that he used. Yeah. And I think, so we have a jealous God. He doesn't want us going after other gods. Right. Okay. So this is not like, oh, it's automatically a sin. No, there's a, there's a righteous jealousy yeah. for what is right, good, and true. Yes. Especially when it comes to marriage and, and a man and his wife and a yeah. wife and her man. Yeah. So is, so is his jealousy reasonable is the question. And, and is his feelings of disrespect reasonable? And 
on the far end of the spectrum, if a husband demands respect in a certain way, says, I feel disrespected when you're not wearing a dress at the gym yeah. or you're not, you know, well, is that reasonable? Well, no. And so there's going to be a, uh, a, a, a window here right. that's reasonable. Yeah. What? I'm just thinking, is it coming from a place of love and concern, not sure. a place of control? I can say, I know how gym guys are, gym bros, if you will. I've been to enough gyms. I've yeah. seen enough guys. I've lifted with enough guys. I know they're not all like this, but there are a good bit of you know, yeah. guys that are creeps and are objectifiers and are out for no good. And so if you're going to a gym and you're wearing something that I think is, is what's the word is like, you're, 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 you're taking the steak to the meat market. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm thinking like that piece of meat. Yeah is going to be viewed as such. And, mm-hmm. you know, the buyers are going to be out in droves. Yeah. Well, I don't want that. Right. That's not healthy. And that's, and, and, you know, I, it's so weird it's to talk about that with you because you wouldn't it's, want that either. It's but, not God honoring. And as Christians, we right. are submitted to the Lord, right? First and foremost. And so if the Lord is my authority, he's my King, he's my savior. He gave his all for me. <sighs> By George, I'm going to give up those yoga pants in the gym then, you know, it's like, it feels like such a, a, a small thing. To give up. But I can hear it where folks will say, well, did God really say that I have to give up the yoga well, pants? Because I don't really trust what the Fredericks are saying. I'm not following their logic right. on this. I'm not, I don't have what the same we, convictions. What did we say the first sin was? <laughs> <laughs> did God not really deception, say? but pride. <laughs> and so, but here's what God did really say. Yeah. He did really say in his word that a woman's beauty, her adorning should not be external. It should be internal. Yes. That, that, that men, that women should dress in a way that is becoming and befitting their godliness. Mm-hmm. So he did say those things. Yes. And so now it's between you and wife, you and your husband, husband, you and your wife and the Holy Spirit to let that text read you. Mm-hmm. Say, is your adorning external? Right. Well, but I'm also a good person. Okay. That's not what That's we're talking a whole about. Other conversation. <laughs> we're talking about your adorning in this. Right. Is it befitting of a woman who is, on a trajectory toward godliness. Right. And, and we can bring in this whole can of worms is, are you causing a brother to stumble? Right. I don't believe all women are responsible for all men's mm-hmm. eyes and their thought lives. That's not the case, but I think godly women have a call to not contribute to it. I don't feel like it's loving my brothers in Christ well to sure. put any sort of temptation. Plus I don't want to share that with right anyone but you. Right. And so the whole conversation that we've sort of been unfolding here is it really is about loving your spouse. It really is about modesty being Mm. a form of respect for yourself, for your God, for your husband, for your spouse, for others around you. Right. Um, And so we need to not only just like say, take our heart out and say, Lord, search and know me, examine me, but we also need to lift our eyes Mm. Every decision that we make today, right? What we wear, what activities we engage in, who we hang out with, what, what the words that we speak, you know, everything's going to be accounted for. And so do they all reflect our beliefs about God? Do they reflect the love that we have for our savior? I pray mm. that they line up right every day. I pray God, like I repent of my sins. I take the pardon and the assurance. I, I thank God for his grace, but our, our choices for things as, as small and seemingly meaningless as what pants we wear, they should be anchored in our desire to glorify uh, the Lord above all else. Yeah. And for us to fix, for us to fix our eyes on him and the eternal 
Uh, remember Proverbs 31, 30, right? It gives us this wisdom. Charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Amen. So if you are in this situation or if this is you, who, you know, husband, wife, you're, this is your question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are clear boundaries around what we are to wear yeah. and how we are to adorn ourselves. And I don't think, uh, so don't let your own desires and biases trump the truth is what I'm trying to say. Let the yeah. truth be the truth. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, come Humble under it underneath it, yeah. and let it change you. Yeah. Let it change what you love. Let it change what you want. Let it change how you act. Let it change how you reason. Mm-hmm. Let the truth change you. <laughs> In this area. And it's so funny. It seems like we're being so careful and, you know, with this, but like, it's, they're just pants. <laughs> they're just pants at the end of the day. Uh, to me, it's, it's, we're not asking, you know, we're not, it's not like we're called to cut your left arm off. Right. So keep some perspective in that process. Uh, if you're listening to this, you made it this far. We never want to end an episode without telling you at least a path forward to understanding and placing your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want you to be a Christian. We want you to, we want to call you brother. We want to call you sister. And, uh, the only way we can do that is if you have placed your faith in Christ, you have a saving faith in him. You believe that he is God in the flesh who adorned the flesh, that he might live the perfect life. He died the sinner's death. He didn't stay death, but he was raised again on the third day and now reigns on the right hand of the father Mm. in glory Mm -hmm. as King. And he said, those who believe in me, who repent and believe in me have eternal life. Well, because his righteousness has purchased our salvation. It's not our own goodness that gets us into heaven. It's Christ's perfect yeah. life that buys us our salvation yes. and pays the price for our sin. That's the gospel. That's the mm-hmm. good news. We want you to hear it. We want you to believe it. We want you to love Jesus. So to, to do that, find a friend who loves Jesus and ask him, mm-hmm. how do I get to know Jesus? And th- say, let's read our Bibles together. Okay. <laughs> get started there. Find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you have a hard time with either of those things, you can't find them. Go to this website. It's thenewsisgood.com. We pray that that blesses you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Father God, we love you. Thank you for your word that is so instructive, not just this area, but it's every area of life. I pray that you'd help these husbands and these wives listening to this to be discerning, to be courageous in their obedience to your word, to slough off whatever cultural uh, baggage they have picked up to drop it, and instead to pick up your truth, to let it bear its full weight in their life and its full beautiful weight in their life that it might transform their hearts from the very core all the way out and even into the ways that they adorn themselves. Lord, we pray this in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to partner with us and join the fierce fellowship, we would be <laughs> privileged, honored, delighted, enjoyed, yeah. enjoyed, overjoyed, overjoyed. Uh, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Uh, other than that, this episode of the fierce marriage podcast is in the can. We'll see you again, Lord willing in about seven days. So until next time, stay fierce. Stay fierce.